sure you heard the story on Thursday. A tragic accident happened on a movie set in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Producer and actor Alec Baldwin fired a prop gun, accidentally killing one crew member and injuring another. Uh, with us to discuss criminal liability and civil liability for this tragedy is one of the toughest and most experienced criminal defense lawyers anywhere, Chicago-based attorney Damon Sharonis. Uh, he's represented many high-profile defendants, uh, Harvey Weinstein in his criminal sexual assault case, defendants in the Family Secret trial and the Rod Blagojevich trial. Damon, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Hey, Karen, how are you? I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thanks for having me on. Sure. So when you're sitting there as a criminal defense lawyer, and by the way, I'm going to send, give out my numbers because I th- I'll, I bet a lot of people have questions about this. I hear people talking all over. And if you have a question for Damon or for me, 312-981-7200, 981-7200. Damon, as a criminal defense lawyer, you're sitting there and you're thinking, maybe I'll get the call that Alec is going to hire me. What are you thinking as a criminal defense lawyer when it comes to the things that happened in the, on this movie? Set. Well, from, from what we know now, and obviously the investigation hasn't been done, I think that it sounds like it's just a really tragic accident, at least from Alec Baldwin's perspective. You know, there's been a lot of talk about how the set wasn't run properly and, and things were maybe done shoddily, but it sounds like he was given a gun. They told him it was a cold gun, and he certainly didn't have any intent to, to do anything unlawful. Um, does that mean he couldn't be charged with something? Not necessarily, but I think it would be a real reach in a case like this. Now, you're, you were never a prosecutor, and you go against prosecutors all the time, but you have to put yourself kind of in the shoes of a prosecutor. What do you think a prosecutor is thinking about when it comes to the facts here and whether or not to charge? What are the considerations that he or she may be um, looking over? I think normally it's got to be more than negligence, right? So I think what they would be looking at uh, is whether there was some form of reckless conduct. That means there was a known and unjustifiable risk and somebody acted in a way sort of inconsistent with that. You know, uh, DUI is a good example. Um, You know, you're drinking, you don't mean to hurt anybody, but by getting drunk, you get behind the wheel and you're acting recklessly. Firing a gun, uh, you know, into the air and, and hitting something is reckless conduct. But here, I think they still have to show that, you know, he he knew something or acted in a reckless way, and it just doesn't sound like it. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to find something, um, but it sounds to me like, uh, you know, he he just did something, and and it's a tragic accident, but he didn't have any intent, and he wasn't acting recklessly, from what I can tell. And of course, I don't know all the facts. And, you know, again, I'm not asking you to to understand what goes on in movie sets, but I I don't know about you, but I guess I was just shocked that they still use real guns on movie sets that have anything in the barrel at all. Because, you know, as you know, uh, in movies, they can, um, you know, have all kinds of sound effects. They can have all kinds of visual effects. And let's just say, and and this is not the truth, but let's just say, for instance, that guns uh, were real guns were not not used on on uh, movie sets. And this was the only set, like, say, in the last 10 years where they used a, a gun like this. Could If he had any control over that, if Alec Baldwin was a person who said, no, I want this kind of gun, this is the kind of gun that is going to make it look and sound realistic, uh, does that add to the picture that this might be something that goes to more than negligence? I mean, that might lead to a finding of recklessness, but, but what I can tell is that there are pretty strict guidelines and real guns are allowed to be used, right? But they have to be held by somebody who is qualified at the time and, and things like that. But if we had a situation where Alec Baldwin was introducing something that isn't the norm, that is outside of the guidelines of the industry, and that was uh, much more dangerous than what the guidelines were, then you're moving closer to recklessness. 
Um, you know, the same thing happened with Brandon Lee, which is another horribly right. tragic accident. You would assume at this time in 2021 when, you know, special effects are what they are, that they could think of another alternative so somebody, you know, so this doesn't happen again. This shouldn't have happened to begin with, but definitely maybe this will send a message and, and there will be a change uh, in the industry. I, I would be shocked if if there weren't even laws that get passed uh, yeah. that, that say you cannot use a, a real gun under any circumstances. And we're going to see literally, you know, water pistols on the set, because why would you ever risk someone's life for, for the sake of a, a realistic movie uh, when we yeah, all know? You're using real bullets. You're using a real gun with bullets that usually have different types of charges in it. And even, you know, blanks can kill people. So sure. It's, it's, it's horrible for, for this woman's family and and for everybody involved and, and the shock that the people who had to witness it are going through. The, the whole thing is really um, tragedy is a word that's used a lot, but I think this fits the bill. It's just a horrible uh, realization for her family. I'm going to throw one more fact in, and again, we don't know if this is a fact. This is These are things that I read on the Internet, which, as you know, may not be in facts but not on the internet yeah of course it, of course it yeah. is. uh two misfires happened in, in the past week they said one was happened just a few days before and one the week before how would that play into the idea that this was criminal conduct well that that moves it closer because now you're saying look these people should have been on notice right and and if this just happens once and it's a freak occurrence, that's a different story than the people being on notice. And the same is true in like a civil context. The more times something happens, the more you are on notice that something dangerous could happen. So would that lead to criminal liability for Baldwin? From what I've been told, somebody told him the moment before he got the gun that this was a cold gun. So you would have to ask yourself if the notice to Baldwin that there have been two other misfires sort of overrides him being told by somebody who we can assume is in a position of authority that this gun was cold, um, you know, does that override that? I don't think so, but you're getting closer then. And then one more before we take a break. And if you could stay with me, I'd like to uh, talk a little bit about civil liability on the other side of the break. But let's just say that the person who handed Alec Baldwin the gun was mistaken that it was cold, obviously. He was mistaken, he or she. So does that person face criminal liability? Does that move the needle, as you say, over to the criminal realm? I mean, the issue, those are very fact-specific yes. instances, right? So, I mean, could that still be negligence? Yes. Um, are you moving, you know, the question is, what did he do to, to determine that it was a cold gun? Did he? Were there three guns there? One of them was cold, and he just grabbed any one of them and thought it was cold? You know, you really have to get into his state of mind. He has to be questioned. Is he going to answer questions? He certainly has a Fifth Amendment privilege not to. You know, there's all those things sort of come into play here. But, you know, somebody did something wrong. That is undeniable. And, you know, and, and fortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately, fortunately, not every time wrong is it a criminal act, right? That's why we have civil courts, and we can discuss that certainly uh, you know, in the next uh, segment. Okay, Damon Sharonis, thank you. We're going to uh, stay with you. and We're going to talk a little bit about civil liability. We're talking about the Alec Baldwin, the horrible shooting in Santa Fe, New Mexico. If you have any questions or comments, 312-981-7200. This is the Karen Conti Show on WGN. Welcome back. We're here with Damon Sharonis, criminal uh, lawyer extraordinaire. If I were ever in trouble, Damon, I got you on speed dial, buddy. I do. Well, let's hope that never happens, Karen. Right? I Come hope, on. I hope that never happens. I never behave yeah. badly ever. No, you're you're a saint. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so we talked about the criminal liability or possible criminal liability. And let's talk just a little bit about civil liability. And can you just explain again what the difference is and, and how this works? And, and then, then we can talk a little bit about what, uh, maybe who could possibly be a defendant in, uh, in this horrible tragedy. Sure. Criminal law is more concerned with people who do intentional bad acts or act uh, in a way that is intentional to harm someone, to steal, to injure, things like that. Civil courts, uh, at least in the in the world of civil liability and torts, you really look at more of, a, of, of whether somebody was negligent. Not that they meant to do something specifically, but that they failed to do something to stop something bad from happening, or they did something that fell below sort of the standard of care. And I think that's the real difference between the two. It doesn't mean the person in a civil context didn't do something wrong. It just has to look at their intentions. Were they evil intentions, like they say in criminal cases, or were they just accidental and careless intentions? And I think that's a good way to sort of describe the difference. And it seems to me that there's going to be a bunch of defendants here who might be on, on the hook. I mean, Alec Baldwin himself, if he's a producer, perhaps. Everyone can too. Yeah, and the production company, uh, you know, any of the people who are responsible <clears throat> for these props would probably be on the line for some sort of civil liability. Is that fair? Everyone's getting sued. And, yes. you know, one of, the, one of the things I read about this, which was interesting, it, it brought me back to law school, is the, the, the doctrine of res ipso loquitur, um, which means, you know, the thing speaks for itself. There's no doubt this is negligence, right? There's no other way this could have happened unless somebody made a mistake. So uh, the, the real issue is who is going to be sued. All the producers will be sued. Alec Baldwin will be sued personally for negligently firing the gun, whether they find him to be negligent in that regard is a different story. The people who held the props, everyone can and should be sued, really, because we have a woman who has a family who is dead who shouldn't be, and, and that's what the civil courts are for. And there's probably some insurance that uh, the the companies have. And I always think, too, there's probably some workers' compensation liability in that if these people were employed uh, in some way, whether they were independent contractors or employers, employees, I don't know. But if they're employees, there probably would be some workers' compensation uh, liability as well. Sure, and we also have to remember two people were shot, right? Fortunately, right. one of them survived. Um, but he'll have, you know, uh, to be compensated for his injuries, lost wages, things like that. Um, and then the estate of the uh, of the woman who passed away, you know, they will sue on her behalf. Her husband, her children, uh, they will sue and try to get a recovery. And I would assume something like this would probably settle. Uh, you know, I don't know how quickly, but there's really no defense once they get to who the right parties are. There may be finger pointing, well, this person didn't do this or this person didn't do that. But the production company has a duty to ensure a safe set, uh, and they didn't do that in this case. Damon Sharonis, thank you so much for joining us. And if anyone has a need for a criminal defense lawyer, how would they reach you? They can find me online. They can just, you know, my, my website's a great way to get a hold of me, SharonisLaw.com. And, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's probably the easiest way. All right, Damon, take care. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday. All right, Karen, thank you. All right, Bye-bye. bye-bye.